0: I'll have it once, pomp, I'll never run. We're all gonna count down three, two, one, and we're gonna do it right. So, <laughs> ready? So, three, three two, two, one. Two. All right, were we all on? Did we all? Did we all clap on beat?
1: I think, I think so. that was pretty
0: synced up. There <laughs> you go. All right, it, it is a drums it, We do talk <laughs> about drums sometimes too, you know, right? So <laughs>
1: everyone needs rhythm here. Yes.
0: Hey all, it's Paul from Drums and Rums, where the beats meets the spirits. Want to know what a rum enthusiast is? It's someone who lives, breathes, immerses themselves into everything rum, from traveling to where rum is made, near and far, to having a home tiki bar. Well, that actually rhymes. I didn't even realize that when I wrote it. With over 600 different rums. And it all started off with 169 proof white rum. Yeah, I would like to welcome to the podcast, the Rum Travelers, Joe and Missy. Hello, hello. hello. So, um, how are you doing? Doing well on, on this cold. on this cold. right. are freezing. It's <laughs> on, cold
2: here. It's yeah, it's not a, fair.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> even us and we were talking last night on the uh, yeah. And thanks again for uh, being a guest on the uh, the biggest happy hour and a half an hour. Well, actually, it was a little bit more than a half an hour. I think it was thirty-seven minutes. You know, but um but yeah thanks for coming on you know our our show at 8 8 p.m every friday night on facebook live so eastern time so uh yeah we talked about our iguana alert right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so uh and then we were saying you know all the fwc postings about don't pick up the iguanas there don't bring them in your house they're still alive (laughs) yes yeah definitely don't throw it definitely if you throw them on the grill they definitely will wake up, real, will quick, up. real quick real
3: quick They'll be they'll
0: angry. yeah they won't take long so so i'm here at their uh home tiki bar here so thank you for inviting me to the uh what's the what's the name of the the tiki bar
1: now that's the hard part. We haven't been able to come up with a name yet, oh, so right now of, it's just the Rum Traveler Bar, and we okay. sometimes refer to it as Flip Flops and Dreams.
0: Okay, there you go. Yeah. Nice. Flip Flops and Dreams. There you go. So, but today flip flops are. We've got socks on though, right? Yeah, <laughs> well, yes. we have fuzzy slippers oh. on. because <laughs> <laughs> I
2: can't bear to wear socks. <laughs> winter boots. So. Yes,
0: uh, yes. And then the one time of the year, everyone brings their Uggs out. So, oh, yeah. all right. So, I, I guess enough talking about winter or cold, right? Let's get. You know, we got to start talking about rum and traveling. So. Your journey, uh, did your journey, rum journey start before 2005? You know, so I know you, you had a little bit of a story that you you'd sent over and how you started off. But was it 2005 or what was it before 2005,
2: you know? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I'm sure I was 21 when okay. I had <laughs> my first uh, sip of rum. But uh, my dad always had a bottle of Bacardi in the house. And so that's kind of what I was exposed to as an early drinker. Okay. Um, so I... Drank that and got familiar with that and uh, didn't really know much about, it was just rum. I didn't really think much about it, um, but I kind of got a taste for it. And uh, so early in my drinking career, I would uh, indulge in really just rum. I tried other spirits and I'm like, eh, no, I don't like this. Um And I just love that whole kind of idea behind rum being from a tropical place mm-hmm. um and having this kind of, you know, piratey background this like anti-authoritative background of, of going against the rules and uh, that just appealed to me so right. it was, right. it's been rum since the very beginning for me all
1: right yeah for me i picked up a bottle of captain morgan in college and it was captain and coke uh, probably right up until 2005 when we discovered okay. that 169 and uh the 169 proof of rum just kind of it was we, we realized there was stuff out there that we couldn't get at home right okay and we were like, we have to have this. So we tried to figure out a way to get home. It didn't work out when we first tried to bring it back. We figured it out eventually, and uh, and that kind of started it. Every trip after that, we decided, Man, let's start, you know, expanding this and bringing stuff we can't find in the U.S. Right.
0: And I think that's 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 an interesting part, right? For those for those of you that are listening to the podcast or, or watching, um, that are already immersed and know the rum world and or enthusiast or whatever you want to call it. No, there's a whole lot out there. But for those that aren't, that are listening to this, and again, most of our listeners, we try to kind of get in that middle ground, folks that are learning for the first time, so they get an opportunity to learn. Hey, there's more than just you know. I don't have a sponsor for either one of them. So there's, you know, and I don't know if I'll lose the chance of having a sponsor for, you know. But again, anyway, you know, we know a couple of the big names that we just mentioned, that, right? Mm-hmm. Captain and Bacardi, right? That's pretty much the the big boys in the world. But there is so much more out there. Obviously, there's you can see so behind, yes, you can see behind <laughs> them, right? There's so much and so many different things. And places too. So mm-hmm. where, um, so that, that started, you know, you, you mentioned your visit to St. Vincent in the Caribbean. So was... So was tra- so were you travelers before you became rum travelers, or...? A little bit.
2: Yeah, little bit. I mean, I, I've always been a traveler. I didn't always have the means to go where I wanted to go, but um, travel was something that always was kind of in my spirit. Um, and so I think the rum thing was there too. So kind of concurrently undeveloped, right? A love for rum and a love for travel. And uh, when we got married, we had an opportunity to, you know, plan a honeymoon and have an excuse to go on a big trip. And so that's when I said, you know what, we're going to make this happen. I want to go somewhere that is outside of the U.S. Um, Not necessarily rum focused. It was more about the destination. We stayed on a um, little private island in St. Vincent. Oh, cool. uh, That we had heard about, um, I think, through, you know, one of the travel channels or something like that. It just sounded really great. Like, let's go to this exotic little island. Um, and it wasn't until we got there that we learned about the rum. Mm-hmm. We knew we a... liked rum. We didn't know that they had this very special rum that okay. they make there on the island.
1: The Destination piqued my interest when I found out they filmed part of the Pirates of the Caribbean.
3: Oh,
2: okay. They did. <laughs> there, okay. So they did a That's lot of filming cool, for yeah. Pirates. Very exciting and, yeah. um, and the cast uh, of Pirates of the Caribbean, so Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley, they stayed at the place where we had our honeymoon. So very that was cool. pretty special. No one yeah. Knows. Some really cool people had stayed there before us. It must be great if... You if know. they stay there, they
0: right? stay yeah, there. there. Right. now they
2: said johnny depp was there too but he didn't want to stay at the resort because they didn't have air conditioning so he stayed, he stayed on his yacht
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> you know
2: anchored out in the harbor there so
0: yes johnny depp we love him but we just can't understand him
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yeah but to kind of like uh expand on your question with saint vincent it was um it was our first experience outside of the country but it also was, uh, you know, like kind of a, a spark. we had gotten scuba certified right before okay. our, our wedding so that we could sc- dive on our honeymoon. So we were looking for destinations where we could scuba dive, but also had Rome. So it kind of like started to get a little bit further, as time went on, a little bit further away from the scuba <laughs> and a little bit. Closer to the rum searching, so that's kind of where we are now. As we go in a lot of
0: places, so you replace your, ta- your, your tanks of oxygen for bottles
2: of <laughs> yeah. for
1: sure.
0: So, so the uh, yeah, I, I I think that's that's always right. Most people have that uh, you know vision of exactly what you said: the beach, the Caribbean, warm climate. I'm on vacation, you know. How many people do we probably, you know, you you guys as well, you've met or started a rum company because they have went and visited and this is what they want to do and these things. And and there's this whole uh, uh, mystique about it, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, but then we, as we've expanded even further, we find out, oh rum's pretty much made everywhere. Right. <laughs> Which kind of blows my mind every time. And I always say, why should I not be surprised rum's being made here? Right. So, but yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. There's, there's that, that sense, that sense of uh, great uh, cocktails are definitely made and, and so forth. So the um, so is that then right after that you started like you started thinking about piecing some of this together to travel and, the rum and the culture and places travel like the blog you know do you start blogging or do you start kind of cattle here
1: did we start the rum traveler oh i
2: don't have it written down um <laughs> i want to say maybe like around 2010 ish
1: sounds about right yeah. Something, okay. maybe
2: 2012 somewhere in that range so it was you know years after we had that experience um but i think like going outside of the united states for the first time was kind of life-changing for me and seeing how the you know somebody else how how they live in a different right. country with different you know different structure different resources uh, different government uh, different priorities right so for me um, going into cuz we stayed on this little private island but we also went to mainland St. Vincent um, we went into Kingstown the you know the capital there the big big city it's not a very big city but um to them to them right yeah yeah to <laughs> them, it, i mean that's their yeah, that's their yeah, capital so yeah. that's their city um <clears throat> and what struck me is interesting it sounds so strange right but Um, Just walking into all kinds of different establishments and there's no air conditioning, Mm. right? So for Joe, that was a little challenging. I had to kind of twist his arm to get him to stay at this place because they didn't have AC in the rooms. You know, and it turns out you don't need it in the islands. It's just a different vibe and you're not hot. You're comfortable because you have the trade winds and all of that. Um, But yeah, kind of like something as simple as that, as people that they they don't even think about that. Why would we worry about that? We're Mm. perfectly comfortable without it
1: living in america we have a lot of things that we kind of take for granted free refills right. at a at a, a of soda at a restaurant most other countries don't do that yeah. that's something unique to us so when you go into a restaurant order a drink or coca-cola or whatever it comes in a bottle <laughs> you don't get free refills and if it is um a fountain drink yeah you're gonna pay for the next one right so on. they they really look at you like you're crazy for asking for more But like little cultural things that are different from, you know, location to location, um, that's kind of one of the things we kind of uh, seek out. Um, We look for the Mm -hmm. local culture, even in cities in the U.S. New Orleans has its own local culture, and we love to immerse ourselves into that. Mm -hmm. So part of, you know, our travel aspect is not just the rum or the location, but immersing ourselves Mm -hmm. into what the locals enjoy.
0: Cause that's because that's, that's really where it's at, right? That's mm-hmm. the good stuff. That's don't like, wanna you don't want to go to the touristy thing, yeah, the chain okay. places. You want to know where, right? It may yeah. be probably may seem a little sketchy, right, or a little kind of I'm not sure about this, but you know, mm-hmm. it's if the locals are saying it is, it's yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. and I, mean, I feel
2: like a place like Saint Vincent that's not a tourist destination. I mean, most people have never even heard of this country, right? Uh, don't know where it is. We show people on a map, they're like, oh, it's kind of near Saint Lucia. I've heard of that. <laughs> But they haven't heard of of Saint Vincent, and um, I think that's a great thing. I'm glad that was our first experience versus something that was more commercial or more touristy. Right. Because everything there, you kind of feel like a local. I mean, they pamper you at the resort, but they also, you know, you get to know the people that yeah. work there, and you know, these are regular people, and they're but...
0: appreciative of that tourism, right? And they understand. And again,
2: oh sure, it
0: goes two ways, right? Those that travel, and a previous guest, a couple a couple podcast episodes ago, Brad Brock. He was a musician on the Holland America ah. ships and he saw a lot and traveled a lot and saw a lot of things. And he talked a little bit about that. Is the realization once you leave this big country of ours and see how the rest of the world is, it's such a different thing. Mm-hmm. So, was that, it's interesting, Missy. So, was that like, as you mentioned, traveling for the first time? Was there a little bit of a culture shock? You know, your first time seeing, you know, maybe.
2: I mean, culture shock, but in such a good way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, it kind of woke me up and said, you know what? Like life, life can be different
1: uh, Right. and
2: life can be incredible without some of these unnecessary, like what I never thought was unnecessary, right. but really is unnecessary um, things. And uh, just being able to kind of, you know, see, see things in a different light.
0: Right. There's I an guess. appreciation now when we come home. Right. It's like, yeah, like you said, Joe is unlimited refills at the fast food place or whatever Mm. it may be or whatever restaurant it may be, or, you know, Yeah, we
2: have a lot of conveniences here that you don't have there. And yeah, so that's a little, you know, a little tricky to get used to, but, um, the more I go and the more time I spend down there, the more that's what I want. And when I come back like that, we, you know, we just came back from Hawaii. Mm. We had been in the Caribbean uh, a few months ago And when you come back, I'm actually disappointed when I come back and I see these big roads and highways and fast food and, you know, all all these giant stores. I'm like, oh, I miss the simple life. Yeah. yeah. You know, so.
0: That's, well, it's kind of like a lot of people feel, you know, like living in the Keys. It's a Mm -hmm. different, it's probably the closest for the U.S., I guess, maybe than Puerto Rico and Hawaii. But Mm -hmm. um, it's an island. It's a different speed and pace and. Yeah. My wife was offered a job to work down in Key West, oh, yeah. and she was she grew up in a landlocked state, and she felt a little uncomfortable about <laughs> wanting to live out in the Keys. I was like, "Let's go!" I, I was ready. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I've, "I'll do whatever. I'll go work on a boat. I'll quit my day job." And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's in her. <laughs> she said, "I said, yeah, but that's that's it. You're you're there, and you're riding out in storms." And yeah, but actually, I think that was before kids too. Yeah, it was before mm-hmm. kids, so we didn't have to, so before 05, 04 and 05, so again, we're talking hurricanes, so oh, yeah. yeah, it's such a different, you know, it's, and that's, you're right, it's that there's, so it's not so much as a, a a letdown that you're back, your vacation's over, but it's just that I wanted to continue this, so.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like the transformation happens, I think, and, and not every, it doesn't happen for everyone, some people really like that you know kind of immersive experience of of a resort and they're pampered and they have everything that they need right. and it's very relaxing i mean sometimes our vacations aren't particularly react rea- <laughs> relaxing because i have this huge itinerary like we got to go here and see this and this and this and this um i think the first time we went to hawaii we did three islands in two weeks wow and i had a spreadsheet i'm the planner obviously <laughs> i had a spreadsheet with every hour of every day blocked yeah. You know, like like scheduling meetings. That's how I had planned for where we were going to go. She
1: failed to schedule lunch and dinner breaks.
2: Yeah, there was oh, no wow. food wow. in the schedule, so we didn't eat most days. <laughs> It'd be like nine.
1: Stops. We
0: don't got time for that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> We'd have like a granola bar in the car on the way from. You a get to snacks B? into
0: your purse,
1: right? You lost ten pounds on that trip. Oh. I
2: know, and it was very. It was a very active trip. We weren't just right. laying on the beach. We were hiking and exploring, right. and drinking rum, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, all right, well, I guess maybe I need to allocate. <laughs> time for meals. That's that's a problem I have. We do this a similar thing with Tales of the Cocktail and industry event they have in New Orleans in the summer. Um and it's very I mean there's 25 different things going on at any given time of the day and, and you really have to plan your schedule that way to pick and choose the most important right. things and I also do not schedule meal breaks <laughs> in New
0: Orleans. So Joe honestly, did she schedule bathroom breaks? Nope. Oh no. Oh, no. So no, you're no. on your own when you have <laughs> <to> <laughs> just happen if you saw one you better grab it quick, you know. <laughs> So, yeah, it, and I, I think that's something about you know you just came you mentioned there you just came back from Hawaii and we we visited Hawaii over oh, it was about sixteen years ago uh, for a wedding, a friend's wedding, and we went there and, and and it's 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 I look back now, once we got there it was shame on us because we're like eh okay we live in Florida you know and then it's like and we went to Maui, and. And she was eight months, six, six months seven, and pregnant and we we're there the wedding. And I, I kicked myself for not doing some of these things. And some of it was around money, too. Right. It was like, yeah. All right, do we have it? Well, yeah, we expensive. didn't. We should have went to Pearl Harbor, you know, because mm-hmm. how many times do I think I'm going to go back to Hawaii right? Yes. or a certain place? And we we're like, you know, we should have done that, you know, and we didn't. So that means, OK, should we do we go back? Um, but it was interesting, was like, all right, we got beaches, we have the ocean here in Florida. But it was like, towards the end, and then we also, we both got sick on that trip. Mm. But towards the end, yeah, it, I, it was, I, it, I was so sick and I didn't care that I got a speeding ticket. Really? Going from one side of the island to the other. And then I was, she thought I was going to get arrested because I was starting to argue with the cop because I was a mainlander. <laughs>
2: uh-huh.
0: And anyway, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah. That, that's about Paul. Paul's Speed and Ticket uh, podcast is a separate <laughs> podcast. Um, but yeah, we, you yeah, know, we went up to the Mount, uh, the top of Mount uh, Hila, Haka Yes. Hale-Ocula. Yeah. Sorry. Hale-Ocula. I know. <laughs> we always <see> say it. <laughs> and
1: uh,
0: that's a tricky one i always say it wrong
2: i'm guaranteed to say it wrong
0: the last day we were on the beach and we're feeling better and we're standing there and i said yeah it just it finally hit was because i said you know we may have the beach we may have the water but what we don't have in florida is you know when i was pointing behind me it was the mountains right and 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 so forth so i'm like Okay, Volcano Bay, Universal, it doesn't count, no okay, way, no. you know. Um,
2: that's a plastic mountain.
0: Yeah.
1: We have our garbage mountains down yes,
2: there. Yes, that's the
0: true. Fires. That's so right, that's right. We do have our, well, wait a minute, there was a hill that I saw just around the corner, so it's uh, like, wait a minute, there's some hills. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome to, I think that's, that's, a, that's, like you said, is to, the opportunity to go somewhere and experience it what's it like what's the culture and then to be very open you got to be open mm-hmm. Absolutely. you got to be so open to, to that so that's that's pretty cool so
1: well then uh, the our first trip to hawaii like she said we did three islands it was originally supposed to just be maui for it was a supposed
2: week. to be t- two weeks on maui playing on, on the beach like you said yeah. and then we started looking and i was joe's like i want to go to pearl harbor yeah. and i said well i want to go to oahu too because you know my dad was stationed there mm-hmm. he was in the military and i'd love to see that so we're like, okay, well, I guess we have to, f- and you, you know, there's not a boat or anything. It's right. too far. You have to fly. I said, like, well, all right, I guess we'll go to Oahu for a few days and then, then Maui to relax right. on the beach. And, and then, then we'll it
1: became, to- <laughs> well, we're going all this way. we want to see a volcano.
2: And guess what? That's a different that, island. That, that, the, big, the big island, right? Yeah, yep, yeah yep. To the big island. Right.
1: But we did manage to scrounge up some rum to bring back on in Hawaii the first trip. Mm. We did not realizing that rum was even a thing they did in Hawaii. Mm. So that was something we learned on that trip. Okay, yeah, yeah.
2: It, it's interesting. I feel like almost everywhere we go, even if it's not specifically traveling for rum, we can find it. Find,
0: yeah, somebody's making it. Somebody's or s-
2: making something somewhere in just about every little corner of the world. So, so that's
0: that's. We before, yeah, I, I would consider starting down more of that rum path. We had obviously big fans of Sammy Hagar, right? So, mm-hmm. obviously, even knowing about the tequila brand, and then once he came, sold the tequila brand, went and started making rum, we're like, oh, we got to try this beach bar rum. Mm-hmm. Finally, found it in a store locally. And of course, when I asked people, they're like, they're like, what are you talking I'm like, So, we finally got the bottle, brought it home, tried it. And we're like, mm, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. And then we tried it with a little bit of soda and make it, you know, rum and Coke. We're like, eh, I don't know. And again, it wasn't until you start learning, oh, it's what most people are accustomed to is more of the, a molasses based or more of the things that are in the Caribbean they're used to, but there's, you know, the cane, cane versions of stuff. So mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, there, there's, that's, there's, like I said, I had a guest on, we're making rum in Scotland.
2: They are. Yeah. And yep. it's
0: like, yeah. so...
1: Well, and uh, again, tying in music to, to the travel and rum and tiki, we were actually uh, in Kauai recently, and uh, there's a tiki bar out there called Tiki Niki, and Todd Rundgren is the owner.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> and so. Very cool.
2: I still, I hate to admit it, but I'm not real sure yet who that is. Um, we've been to this bar three times now, and every time I post about it, people like, oh, that's Todd Rundgren's bar. And I'm like, great. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs>
0: All right, so now I'm going to try to remember here. So I think his, we'll edit this out if I'm wrong, um, <laughs> but I want to think he wrote that song, the the song you would always hear like on a, a jock, you know, uh, a radio station on Fridays. You know, it's a big sports anthem song to do all the time. Hey, 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 hey. Da,
1: Two or whatever Actually, it's called. Something yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, maybe.
0: He's yeah, he's he's yeah, he's he's like he's got his. Yeah, he's known. People know him of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but don't really know
2: yeah. what he's. Some people are fun. really huge fans. Yeah. I think he's yeah. a very talented yeah. musician, from what I understand. I just haven't been exposed to his music. I think yeah. there's a little bit of a gap, like with age and people that are a couple mm-hmm. years older than me. Yeah. Definitely know right. who he is. People that are. My age, maybe a little younger. I have no idea.
1: Yeah, early
0: '80s at least. Yeah, yeah sure.
1: and he's mostly known as being a songwriter. Yes. And yeah. not, a lot of people don't necessarily know songwriters; they know the performers and musicians. But uh, so, yeah, I think that's kind of maybe part of the reason a lot of people don't recognize him is that he's in the background writing the music. Right.
0: Uh, songwriters, the people, the richest people you don't know, <laughs> <exactly>. right? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they write all that stuff. Um, so you mentioned "Tales of the Cocktail." All right, so for those that don't know what that is, what is it?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Tales of the Cocktail. So, Tales of the Cocktail, um, and pre COVID, they've had it canceled the past couple of years because of COVID, Um, but it's an industry spirits gathering. So, bartenders, bar owners, distillers, um, cocktail enthusiasts, Mm -hmm. rum, you know, spirits enthusiasts, uh, you name it, a whole um, smorgasbord of people go to New Orleans in the dead of summer, it's in July, it's a hundred degrees and 200% humidity, Um, it's a very, it's, you think Florida gets hot in the summer? Oh no, New Orleans is a whole nother thing. Uh, So they pick that time of year because it's um, not busy, right, because of the climate, it's Mm -hmm. so unbearably hot. Um, But it's about, it's usually about five days long and from eight, nine in the morning until however late you can stay up at night you have an opportunity to taste all kinds of spirits and cocktails. There are seminars throughout the day. There are pop-up bars. So, you know, bars that may be in London or Florida, they'll do a pop-up you know, bar and they'll make some cocktails in a New Orleans bar. Cool. Uh, there's parties, there's after parties, um, <laughs> extravagant <laughs> lunches and dinners with, with rum brands or other spirits brands. So um, it's, it's quite the event. Um, and
1: it covers almost the entire French Quarter and even some of the uh, outside areas outside the French Quarter because there's little courtyards and restaurants mm. that sponsor events all over the place.
2: Yeah, I mean, New Orleans has always been my favorite city. Um, not I love my islands, but right. city-wise, New yeah. Orleans, you know, no hands down. That's my, that's my favorite place. Um, and what's great about Tales is they... Like Joe's saying, they do all of these events, not just at their host hotel, like they'll have it at a particular hotel and they'll have their seminars there, but they do stuff all over the city. And like you said, outside of the quarter too, which most tourists that go to New Orleans, they go to the French Quarter and they never see the rest of the city. So they do a great job of really showcasing all these different places. So we've been exposed to so many great cocktail bars that we would have never known about or walked into if we hadn't gone to this event.
1: And they often have like really, well, she was mentioning the seminars. They always have like really interesting topics for seminars, people that are really well known in the industry, rum, you know, spirits producers, um, uh, writers, journalists that write about and study the industry and the history of spirits. And it's <laughs> Tales of the Cocktail for, you know, real brief summary it could be called a, um, an experience for your mind and your liver. it's not necessarily a
2: good experience but uh so so the
0: afterwards this is when you go then take your vacation then right (laughs) yeah
2: yeah Yeah. I mean you you definitely have to take a little break after Tales. it's very intense um but it's it's the biggest spirits industry conference uh definitely in the United States okay Um, I don't know if I can say the world I haven't seen the whole world but I mean it's a big deal people from all over the world come and Um, We've made so many amazing connections at that event, Um, you know, rum and and otherwise. It's we branch out a little bit. We try to just focus on the rum, but sometimes there's not a whole lot of rum. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: But
2: you know, we.
1: For example, a moonshine company from was it Kentucky uh, or or Tennessee? Tennessee, Tennessee. they're in Gatlinburg. Yeah, they. We were walking through a an event called Meet the Distillers. Mm -hmm. They had several distillers from different you know distilleries all over the country set up, so you could taste some of their product pick up a little swag learn about the product and uh we were waved o- or flagged over to this moonshine booth and we're like well we're specifically focused on the rum he's like well funny you should say that we have a couple of uh you know rum rum options. shines rum shines. Okay. um they have a hazelnut rum which is absolutely delicious and unique
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> this isn't this isn't mark and diggers
2: it is yep yeah.
0: See, yeah, I, I
1: look it at that. I yeah, know saw them. exactly. That's the line. And we had never heard of them. Okay. Went over, tasted some of their rum beast products, and, and they have a lot of rum creams. But the hazelnut really blew us away. Mm. So uh, you know, we we tracked it down in the stores here once we got back, and it was just neat because we wouldn't have gone up to that table if they hadn't waved us over, didn't have anybody in front of them at the time, and we learned something new.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, we're very thankful for, for that event. Um, they kind of gave us our opportunity to really like get Rum Traveler going. Mm. So our website, our social media, all the things that we do online, uh, they actually gave us our first Tales of the Cocktail experience. Um, we got an opportunity to be media mm. for Tales. Um, so that gave us access to interview some amazing people. Um, we interviewed um, Nelson from Santa Teresa, mm. or is it... Oh, I always mix them up. <laughs> Nelson so, from Diplomatico. Nelson from Diplomatico. Nestor from Santa, Santa, Santa Teresa. Teresa. So both rums are made in Venezuela, and the names are you know Nestor and Nelson are very similar. Stuff. We've been drinking, so that's it. <laughs> all right. So. I have yes, yes. yes, yes, yes. This. Both <laughs> amazing, amazing people. Um, so knowledgeable about rum. I just I have so, my brain just can't seem to keep them straight. Uh, but you know we got to interview both both of these amazing people. Wow. One's a master blender. One's a master distiller, Uh, so a little bit different, you know, job there with what they do. Um, But yeah, we had these incredible opportunities as well to meet with some people that we probably would never meet. We're invited to Venezuela. One day (laughs) we'll get there when it's, um, you know, a little 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 quieter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So the, uh, so the, so as, and that, as you said, kind of got that opportunity, cover the event, the website. You've got blogging. And, you know, I love the website. And you've got how the way you've got it lined up where you've got certain islands and locations. And, and again, if people are going to check out, so rumtravelers.com.
2: Uh, without the S, though. No. Rumtraveler.com. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> I
0: didn't read that. Yes. true. I'm thinking plural, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> there are two of yes. us. But I...
1: Well, we started yeah. it as Rum Traveler because we wanted to include everyone as Rum Travelers. So okay. it's not about us. It's about what everybody can do to experience going to certain places and tracking down rum. Um, You know, it's we. It it is just the two of us as rumbar. We don't have like a crew or anything that tags (laughs) along with us. So uh, we wanted to be more about the 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 website and teaching people Mm -hmm. about traveling in rum, and not about us specifically. Okay.
2: Yep. But, uh, social media is tricky. So I think, you know, on Instagram, it has to be plural because somebody already had the singular version, you You have all those troubles, but the website is kind of our, our base. And so it's rum traveler is our, our,
0: so you have some of your videos out there. We were talking about before you got a lot of stuff in the vault that you're ready to, you know, work, you know, you want to release. And, uh, so, and, and then also this journey has also got you into judging too, right? It has mm-hmm. so and then so. How, how did that become? You know, how did you become? Was that because of the credential, the, the media, or be covering these events? Or I mean,
1: I think uh, we did that before the first tales we went to. Yeah,
2: America. we did that before the first time we judged. Okay,
1: so we had um, gone to the Miami Rumble Renaissance. Okay, uh, and we got to meet the Burrs. Mm-hmm. Um, got to know them a little bit during the, our first uh, trip to their event. And uh, we saw, you know, all the awards being given out to the different, you know, rums who had won uh, different medals, and we're like, oh, wow, how do you become a judge for rum, you know? So we started asking questions, and uh, at the time, um, you know, Missy was representing some rum brands, doing tastings and things like that. So we didn't want it to represent some type of conflict of interest. Mm, okay. Um, the Burs knew that we had a large collection of rum, but because she was taste, you know, doing tastings for certain brands, you didn't want to give that impression that there was some way somebody going to get some favor- favoritism because of that connection. Right. Um, so we went on a cruise with the Burrs, the rum cruise, and they got to know us a little bit better, talking about all the different brands and how we don't really necessarily weigh one higher than the other. We give every rum a fair share, fair, fair chance. We, you know, like to endorse rum as a brand, not as, rum as rum a, a spirit, 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 not as a brand. And uh, after see, she, you know, took us to a couple of distilleries and she said, you know what? You guys are really kind of the people we're looking for for our consumer panel. And we're like, that sounds awesome. We should do that. <laughs> and it's all blind taste testing. You know, you, you, know, you don't know what the brands are ahead a time. And uh, we did it uh, a couple of times. We really enjoyed it gave us a really neat exposure to some brands we'd never seen and kind of helped us develop our palates a little bit more. Mm.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, you taste um, 25 rums kind of at a time, so they'll be categorized. So you'll taste aged rums together. You'll taste white rums together. You'll taste flavored rums together. um, I don't know what the last category is. Maybe the cachaças and the agricoles. Mm-hmm. Um, so your palate's kind of toned into a particular thing. The flavored rums, that's always the tricky yeah. thing. You don't mm-hmm. know what you're getting in that little cup. Like you can look at the color, you can smell it, you can kind of guess, but you're getting everything from spice to coconut to guava to <laughs> lime. I mean, you just like, so your palate's just burnt oh, yeah, out. All of, us, all of us yeah.
1: call the flavored rum category the, the, the palate killer.
2: It is. Because yeah. at the end
1: you're just, I don't even want anything else right yeah. now, but... Yeah. But
2: one of the cool things about judging, so it's all blind. Like Joe said, you just kind of know a little bit like, okay, these are flavored rums or these are aged rums. Um, so you, uh, rank them, you have different criteria that you use and and a rating system. And then you also put, uh, you know, your own little piece of paper, you put your tasting notes down of what you found in that particular spirit. And then at the end, um, you turn all that in and it goes in for all the you know scoring and judging and for the medals, but you also, there's a reveal room at the end. And so, you know, we get smart. We take a picture of our um, sheet so we know what we liked and what we didn't. And then we can go to the re- reveal room and see, okay, what number 42, what was that? That one was so good. And you look at it and sometimes you're like, that's so just what I would expect. And other times away, you're blown like, away. wow, really? I would not think I would like that. So you learn that's a lot just... about yourself um, yeah. and your palette and what right. you truly like versus what you think you like.
0: Yeah, and and that's the the tastings is and and I and I think it's it's more than just when I say the tastings for for you know for the listeners is. You know, seeing some place at, at the local liquor store or thing, you know, trying to sample or whatever, there's there's a true sense of it, and then again, there's a true sense of, as you mentioned. Being a rummelier,
2: rummelier, Very good. Oh, I got it. I practiced.
0: <laughs> practice all night. Is learning about tasting. And learning it. Because again. It's tasting. Again. It, it, it's just. The word itself. It, it thinks of one sense. But when we talk about tasting. It's many senses. It right. Is. Whether it's the the, the, the mouth. The note. You know. And, and again. Just taking the, the full. Full in. So. So. Just was recently certified as rum liaise.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, what was what is that process?
1: Well, it's a it's an online class. Okay. Basically, uh, it's there's it's not like a scheduled thing. It's not live, but you go through at your pace and you learn a little bit about the history of rum, some interesting facts about rums, <clears throat> different locations where they make it, where the you know. and <clears throat> You go through the course, and you also have a journal where you do tastings and write down what you're noticing, and it teaches you. You know, whether it's the aroma, the the taste on your palate, the um, texture on your tongue, mm. uh, it, it teaches you the different things to look for and what you're trying to uh, develop your palate to, to, to find, you know, okay. whether it's something that's grassy or earthy or whether it's something that's floral or fruity. Um, so it kind of teaches you how to do the tastings in a way that you can uh, verbalize what you're experiencing with the taste.
2: Yeah, I think that's that's a hard the hardest thing about developing your palate is being able to articulate what it is that you taste. Mm-hmm. Because we were just tasting a rum last night, um the Sugarloaf pineapple rum from uh from Kauai and I smelled it and my first little sip of it, I'm like, this is familiar. What is this? What is that taste? And you didn't, you know, and obviously you pineapple, that's right, the easy yeah, one. Yeah. Right. But there's more to that. Yeah,
1: there's, it didn't like that first taste. And then the aroma didn't quite take you right to pineapple. Mm. It was like, okay, there's something else going on in here and it's probably the rum, the actual uh, base spirit that's influencing what I'm okay. smelling and tasting here. Yep. And that, that's a big thing about the uh, the rums. You could have, you know, like the best um, maceration of fruit or the best aging process. But if your base spirit isn't good going into that, it's probably not going to be very good coming out.
0: Foundation.
2: Absolutely. I mm-hmm. mean, every time we visit a distillery, that's always the very first thing I want to taste. Let me taste your base spirit. If I can taste it off of the still, great. Because I don't, yeah water, you know, diluting, proofing, whatever you want to call it. To me, I wish I wish they would kind of take that step out and at least give you the option to taste, you know, every distillery give you the option to taste the rum as it comes off the still, even though it's high proof and that's not for everyone. The character of the rum changes when you put water in it or ice in yeah. it, and yeah. sometimes it changes it for the better, sometimes not. Um, but you're sometimes really
1: not—it opens it up. Sometimes it waters it down.
2: It's... Right, but really to taste what that product really, really is um, when it's first produced, you've got to taste it at still strength. Yeah. So you don't always get that opportunity, but it's great when you can because then you can kind of taste through. Let you know. Let me taste your 40% version of that. See what that changes about it. Let me taste your aged version and how does that change it.
0: So does it make you ever want to start making your own?
1: We've talked about it. We have. <laughs> if we have. There's so much that goes into that, though. You really need, uh, we would have to hire somebody who is a distiller has mm-hmm. either a degree of chemistry or... Oh, come on. there's YouTube. <laughs> there's
0: YouTube. Everything's on YouTube now. My and degree is, is in
1: yeah. finance, <laughs> which does not qualify me <laughs> yeah. to be a distiller. We've met some very interesting you know, people at distilleries that you know, have such a great background in their education that makes them perfect for running a distillery. They mm. they know, you know what they're looking for when they're setting up the uh, fermentation, the the actual still processing with, with the blending and you know when you're um, diluting it down. They know just from chemical the chemical aspect yeah. what they're looking for, and uh, you know the taste confirms it.
0: Right. They, it's yeah. it's they are edu- they are knowledgeable enough to get to the result. And I'm not knocking any moonshiners, but again, because <laughs> a lot of moonshiners are generation, generations, mm-hmm. but you know, again, it's, it's a DIY kind of sense. It, it takes you longer. Mm-hmm. You'll probably well, get there, but to your, yeah, there are a lot
1: of people who started up distilleries had no idea what they were doing at first and have great products. It's just a matter of learning the process. And, you know, in and, and some of those cases, it was a very lengthy learning process. Right. There's a learning curve there and. Uh, we just don't have the capital or the, uh,
2: and I don't know that that's entirely like what we want to do in this industry. Um, I think there are people that are much better at it (laughs) than we are. (laughs) Um, but we have, we have tossed around the idea though of, of taking a rum that's, that's produced by, you know, somebody that we partner with, um, and. And putting yeah. our own spin on it. Putting okay. our own little yeah. spin on it. Yeah. Um, and and maybe putting out an expression there that kind of ties in rum and travel together. Yeah. So well, maybe would, one day.
1: We also are starting to build connections with distilleries that, you know, have done barrel picks for organizations like Florida Run Society. Yeah. So maybe one day we could do the, um, you know, rum traveler barrel pick. And, uh, you know, some of the local stores might be willing to pick it up and sell it for us.
0: Yeah. yeah it's a... It's, it's, uh... Yeah, I, I don't know. I think every time we watch the show on TV, you know, the the Moonshiner show when they're competing and all that, it's like it's kind of it's interesting, you know. And I, again, it's rea- reality TV, right? You know, by I me, mean, these are folks that are making stuff and have been doing it. But it's neat, you know. I've tried doing a little bit of home brewing before, and you know, and it's like okay, to your point, all right, this is, you know. Again, and we were talking earlier about being the impulsive creativity. It's like, <laughs> all right, when's this rum going to be ready? You know, I want this now. You know, I kind of want to wait, you know, let alone thinking about trying to age stuff in imperils. right? That's a whole separate mm-hmm. thing.
2: It's a very so, complex category, and people yeah. don't realize that about rum because they're not often exposed to things beyond those couple of mainstream brands. But, yeah, I mean, there's a million things that can happen with fermentation. We've learned a lot about fermentation and how important and how, um, how much that, affects your end spirit. What you're fermenting, how long you're fermenting, are you is it open or closed? What kind of yeast are you using? I mean, never in my wildest dreams would I think I would know as much about like yeast as I do now. I should have paid better
0: attention in biology and chemistry <laughs> class.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I was always good at the math side and not the practical side. I was always the girl that set the lab on fire, right? But I got it. I got 110% on my quiz. So <laughs> that's part of the reason I think I should stay away from making my own <laughs> spirit and probably blow something up.
1: Yeah, we come up with great ideas, just can't put them in motion. Exactly. Yeah, it. Yes.
0: Yeah. It works. It's, it's great on paper. It there is you great on, on great paper. On paper but there you go. Yes. So you, you mentioned a little bit of doing some marketing for a company uh, for while around the time you were doing the judging and so forth. So um, Rum Girl. Yes. Yeah. So is that something that you apply for? Is it as cool as it sounds?
2: <laughs> she kind of so, took
1: a roundabout
2: approach Yeah, <laughs> Being a Rum Girl um, is actually kind of one of the best jobs in the world, right? So essentially you get paid to uh, offer people tastes of rum. Um, Maybe you sell some, maybe you don't, depends on what kind of event it is. Um, But really just getting to be out there and teaching people just a little bit, giving them just a little bit more information about rum than they may have already known. Um, So uh, I got started with that, with Blue Chair Bay Rum. Um, If you guys uh, aren't familiar with the brand, it's owned by Kenny Chesney. It's a country, beachy musician. Uh, Who I'm a huge fan of. Um, He spends a lot of time in in my favorite place uh, or places: the British Virgin Islands, Mm -hmm. the U.S. Virgin Islands. Um, And I actually found we found that rum um, many, many, many years ago. Um, Right
1: after it was released.
2: Yeah, right after it was released, they came out with um, three spirits. Originally, there was a white rum, there was a coconut rum, and then there was a coconut spiced rum. Hmm. And at the time, many years ago, early in our rum journey, uh, I used to drink uh, coconut rum. I would drink Parrot Bay was my rum of choice back in the day. And Joe, like you said before, like Captain. And we saw this rum and we're like, well, hey, that's like our two favorite oh, things right. Come together. together. So we bought a bottle and we tasted it we're like, this is fantastic. We both love it. We, now we can just buy one bottle instead of two and <laughs> we're good. Um, so. We became, became, and then I found out that it was Kenny Chesney's brand. And so that just, I'm like, well, this is great. So this is my favorite rum now. Um, So we started um, going to, uh, at Epcot during Food and Wine Festival at Disney World, Uh, they would do, you know, different spirits would come and do these little um, tastings or mixology classes. And I saw that Blue Turpe had one. I said, all well, right, sign us up. So we went and uh, we sat had, in the
1: first row wearing our swag. We had, <laughs> we had purchased blue
2: chair Bay shirts from the website. And so we did, we were like,
1: excuse me, do you work here?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. We, we, uh, I mean, such like, like fan groupies. girl, fan boy groupies <laughs> rum, of rum blue groupies. chair. Um, yeah, sat in the first row. We we're all excited. And, um, the gentleman that was doing the tasting, uh, the brand manager from blue chair, his name's Frank. He saw us, of course, and he's like, look at you guys. You really like this brand. Here's an extra shot for you. Hey, right, great. Um, well, after the event, uh, we went up and, and thanked him and just chatted with him for a little while. And uh, somehow we got to the point of, you know, hey, you know, if you're ever available for, he, would, he asked me if we are ever available to do tastings in Florida, let me know. I think you'd be a great representative of our brand. And I said, well, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> So uh, shortly thereafter, um, I had the opportunity to do uh, my very first tasting. It was in Kissimmee at some little liquor store. And we tasted the um, coconut spice rum cream, which is Ooh. kind of, it's in a red bottle. It's kind of like Coquito, which is a okay. Puerto Rican holiday yeah. drink, kind of cinnamon oh, yeah, and, and clove and, uh, and cream yeah, yeah. and More rum. coconut, yeah. And I did that and I, I was hooked. I was like, this is great. I can't believe they're paying me to do this. <laughs> like this is fantastic. Um, so I've represented Blue Chair, um, as a, as a rum girl. So it's kind of like freelance, mm-hmm. basically. Um, a lot of times with these tastings, they hire, uh, just models from an agency mm-hmm. that don't know anything about rum or that particular product. So
1: often there we go, here's the shop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so the I mean, yeah, nice. everybody's
2: been to Total Wine and yeah. done a tasting and right. the, the people, a lot of times the people doing the tasting aren't really from that brand. Right. They're just generic. Right. And they, they're tasting whatever spirit they handed them when right. locked in the door. Um, so I think the people that at Blue Chair uh, were excited when they found somebody that Who was very really passionate, right. knew about the product, knew about Kenny, um, and was passionate about all those things. So we blossomed, and uh, and Joe eventually became I'm a, a rum girl. girl oh, <laughs> <laughs> we were working. They um, make you
0: make you wear the same outfit.
1: I chose my own. Okay, <laughs> I did wear the Blue Chair T-shirt. But- we were able to get in by uh, something a little
2: larger than a small yeah.
1: <laughs> No, no, uh, busty tank top. No right tank top. Now. No,
2: no. <laughs> uh no, but we were um I was signed on to work the Hukilau event, uh okay. which is a tiki convention in Fort Lauderdale again pre-COVID that they would have every year. And uh, we show up and um we just we didn't have enough. We had like one other person I think working plus uh one of the the brand managers okay. and it's a big event, right? And people are all about the rum and the cocktails and it was yeah, too the way
1: m- I got brought in was I think they had somebody not show up or they had two events going on at the same yeah, time Yeah, I think we something. added an okay. event.
2: Um, so we needed help. And Joe was with me because we were both kind of attending this little fun thing that we had found as well.
1: I already had a t-shirt. He had so. a shirt.
2: So they're like, put on the shirt. You put you to work. Right. So Joe became a rum girl as well, <laughs> <laughs> which is fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've also done tastings for um, another brand I'm pretty passionate about, which is Koloa Rum, okay. which is made in Kauai, where we just recently came back from. Um, and we got to we got to know one of the brand managers for that at the Lao because okay. their table was next to the blue chair table when we were working. Um, and so we just, you know, the, yeah, you the, the, the drink-
0: connection, the connections, right? mean. I we make friends very easily. The yeah.
2: The <laughs> great thing about rum is, uh, when you're at an event like that and there are maybe 10 different rum brands, it's not a competition. Like people aren't, my rum is better than your rum. People are instead, what we find is people like, Hey, what you got over there? Let me taste that. Ooh, that tastes good. Let me mix that with mine. What does that do? You know, it's very, there's a lot of camaraderie um, right. in the spirit versus competition. Um, everybody's very supportive of everyone else. And so we had met, um, one of the brand managers for Koloa, she was next door, and we got to talking and became friends with her. We love the rum; they make a, a coffee rum that is incredible. If you have mm. not had that Koloa coffee, good stuff. Um, so, uh, you know, months later, um, kind of same thing. Like she was looking for someone to do tastings in uh, in the area where I am, and asked if I knew anybody. And I'm like, well, no, but I can do it. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, I got started yeah. doing tastings for them. Kind of same thing. Uh, they had never had someone doing tastings that was passionate about their product. We've even been to Koloa's Distillery, which mm. is not open to the public. Most people have never even been to Kauai, much That's less to right. Koloa's Distillery. But I could do a tasting and I could tell people, hey, is they'd say, oh, is this really made in Hawaii? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> actually it is. And here's how they make it. And here's what's great about it. So it's been a, a really cool opportunity um, and, and to have that. Um, access to the spirits industry through doing these tastings. Um, we've been able to meet a lot of people and um, attend a lot of events.
1: Well, and that's another thing there. You've been able to work events that we might not have necessarily attended otherwise. Right. And, you know, that gave us even more exposure right. to other brands and other, other you know connections in the industry.
0: It's, 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 it's cool that, right, you, you took, you know, this initial fun thing... Right, and it's kind of evolved, and it's grown, and and again met different people, opportunities, and um, the crew. You know, I, I know the birds have talked about when I've talked to them about the the rum crews and mm-hmm. you know, which is which is like sounds like all right, okay, yeah, I'll sure, Sam, <laughs> yeah, you know, and um, yeah, that's that's kind of. Did you get a chance to meet Kenny?
3: Um, <laughs>
2: indirectly.
3: Uh, well, we I've been to a few
2: concerts. Um, you know s- some. Connections through blue chair. But um, the one big one that I, I said I always wanted to do and just um, d- t- did what it took to get there was in Tampa a few years ago. Um, he has a big show at the um, Buccaneers mm-hmm. Stadium. It's, I don't know how many... Thousands and thousands right, of people. That's... I mean, the whole entire stadium is full of people. Uh, again, pre-COVID, <laughs> everything's pre-COVID. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> we bought B- tickets. BC. <laughs> we bought like these VIP Sandbar tickets, which Sandbar is the floor of Kenny Chesney's concerts. If you don't know that, um, and because we were VIP, we got in early. So we we stood at that stage. We so we were like the first people into the giant. I mean, this big empty arena, and it's us walking in right up to the stage. So I, you know, had my chin on the stage like this. And we stood there for like eight hours. He had two openers, um, just a lot of time before he finally came out. Uh, But when he did, getting to see Kenny performing like that, if you've never seen him live, um, he just puts 110% into his performances. He's such, he's so invested in what he does and his audience and he loves the No Shoes Nation, which is what Kenny Chesney fans are called. Um, so I did, I got to like kind of hold his hand for a moment and he, he sweated on me.
1: <laughs> he filmed a music video in the parking lot, but we were already inside of the stage. did. Oh. We did show <laughs> He did, yeah. We would have been in
2: the music video, but we chose the concert. And I'm glad we did because to be able to experience that show oh, yeah. at, I mean, literally at the stage yeah. was unbelievable. So that was my closest I came to meeting him. I hope one day maybe we'll run into him in the mm-hmm. islands. That's actually how I'd prefer to meet him. Mm-hmm. And if I ever do meet him, um, we've talked about this a lot because we, we hang out at a bar that, that Kenny likes. And we don't hang out there because Kenny likes it. I know about it because of his right. music, but we just love that bar and that island.
1: We're, we're friends with the family that owns it now. Oh, um, we, are, know, we spend a lot of time there. Yeah, we actually,
2: we, we live there when we vacation on that island. We live 10 steps from the bar and the little bungalow <laughs> wow, behind it, which is fantastic. But um, I always say, you know, if he ever shows up there, I'm not going to be crazy fan, (laughs) I just want to walk up to him and say thank you. Thank you for what you've done for, number one, for for the islands. After the hurricanes, he was first one in there helping. Um, Thank you for telling the world about these islands and how amazing they are. I never would have found them that way. And thank you for what you've done for rum. And for me personally, for my journey into rum, your rum is what really... Other than the yeah. Saint Vincent rum, which you know was yeah. the first, but right. his rum is really what brought me into the spirit. Very, you know, with with such a passion for right. it, because it was multi dimensional, right? It was travel, it was the rum itself, it was the music. So, I just want to right. tell him thank you. That would kind that's of be cool. the end of it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I said I would. You know, say, hey man, got buy a drink. He's a normal guy. You yeah. know, that's the way I treat celebrities. I yeah. I, I don't like she said not going to gush be like the fangirl, fanboy, like, you know, oh my God, can you sign this? You know, again, I get a picture. No, no I'm going to be like, hey, we're hanging out. You want, you want a beer? I'm up here getting myself a rum. Right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think it would be a really neat experience to meet him in that kind of setting where the, it's chill.
0: The chill <laughs> approach probably will can work out in the long run, right? You know, oh, if you're sure. cool about it. And our mm-hmm. recent guest, Toby Tyler uh, of, of uh, One Drop Rum, mm-hmm. Lives, you know, almost like I think the edge of the Bahamas on the island out there. And he's, you know, he's met a lot of musicians come through and he's, you know, he's met Mick Jagger and he had a story about uh, Ronnie Wood coming in and jamming with him. But he was talking about Mick and he's like, he goes, this is the one thing, he's like, you don't talk about the music. Cause then it's like, he wants to talk about it. So they talk about th- cricket and rugby and wine, you know, other things that have interest, right? And again, yeah. it's like, hey, they're, they're human. I mean, again, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of hard to kind of make sure you keep it a little throttled, but. Like yeah, they're normal people too, mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, let's talk about your job. And they're like, no, I don't yeah. want to talk about my job, right? You know, in that kind of yeah. setting,
1: they're on vacation, just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of crossed paths with John Lovitz. I didn't even approach the guy. Oh. I just you know, like hey, there's John Lovitz. That's pretty cool. He stayed at the same hotel we are. That's
2: cool. I have a feeling
0: John Lovitz is actually approaching people to tell him who he is, though, right? <laughs> yeah, that, well,
2: good point, yeah. it... well, it's funny. We only knew it was him. We were sitting in the lobby of the hotel and he was checking out, and we heard his voice. Oh, we didn't oh, even yeah. see him. Oh, we heard down. his voice. It was like. Is that John Lovett? Oh, no, I
1: think at first we said that guy sounds like John Lovett, and we turn around and look at him. Oh, it is John Lovett. Yeah. I get that. Are you John Lovett?
2: We didn't have to ask; like there was no yeah. question, right? Right. For sure.
0: Yeah, the, uh, but these um, since you guys are you know I, I know a wide range of music, but probably you know obviously country fans as well is what I learned on. Uh, if you go to Nashville, like in November time frame, or down towards the end of the year, most of everybody's home off the road. Mm. And you can see all the bands, musicians are in the clubs, yeah. filling, mm. jumping in, right? You know, whether it's the drummer from, you know, and I, I met the drummer from Rascal Flats mm-hmm. in, a, in a drum clinic. And, uh, but it was just kind of interesting. Yeah, it's interesting when you bump into people or, mm-hmm. you know, it's like our, our tiki bar down in Jupiter, right? The, the, the square grouper, right? Yeah. Everyone's, you know, mm-hmm. and then I was. In Alan Jackson's bar in Nashville, and I said to the guy I was with, I was like, "Oh yeah, there was they had a, a square grouper sign, neon sign all the way down the man." He goes, "Oh yeah, it's interesting." He goes, "He didn't get it. He knew the reference." I'm like, "Well, oh, then yeah. I explained. I'm like, "Never mind, you know." It's like the original one is, you know, the original one is where I, where I live. So, so transitioning from rum to travel. So as you mentioned, you travel. You just returned from Hawaii. Um, was um, so when you when you travel though is. What's the, what's, what is the decision about, you know, where you go? Is it, I think you kind of already said it, right? It's, is it the rum or is it the location? But I think you kind of already talked a little bit about that. But. She's
1: the planner when it comes right. to travel. A lot of times she picks the destination and I have no saying it. Oh.
0: Well,
1: <laughs> no, well, that's 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 not that. I, I try to involve I'm Joe excited. and um,
2: he just, it's not his thing. So I just tell him oh. where and when to show up and what to pack. And he, he follows along and he carries the heavy bags, so he's you're so, good for that. And,
0: and you're gonna have a, and you're gonna have a good time, Joe.
2: <laughs> oh, and you know, yeah. Well, it, what it
1: comes down to is she knows a lot better what she's doing when she's planning our vacations. Um, I've tried to plan trips and I am so bad at it, uh, but she can find the deals for you know airfare and, and hotels. She's excellent at you know picking locations. She's also very particular about the places that she likes to go. So if if she's gonna like it, I'm probably gonna like. It. Right.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I, I think, and it, the decision making process of where to go, um, that's definitely a, a fluid thing. Like, what influences my decision on where we go? And, and COVID has thrown all that yeah. right. uh, into a, <laughs> into mm-hmm. a difficult place. Um, so right now, I mean, I have to factor that in, like what are the restrictions? You know, how easy is it to go? Do we need a test? Do we need a quarantine? Blah, blah, blah. But we put all that stuff kind of aside. Um, I think right now, um, I found a place that is very near and dear to my heart that I absolutely love that we will go to every year, probably several times a year for the rest of our lives. Um, and that's the British Virgin islands. Mm -hmm. Um, but outside of that, if you kind of take out our, our, and New Orleans is another place that we always go every year. Um, I look for, I try to do one new place every year, and that new place um, needs to be rum rum focused okay. in some way, shape, or form. Um, so we focus on the Caribbean because it is close, it's convenient, and I love it. Right. Uh, Joe loves it as well. And of course, they make a ton of very diverse rum. There is all different kinds of rum that are made down there. Um, so for, I think, our next trip, whether it be, tw- I guess, 2020, maybe we'll try, or 2022, Maybe we'll try to go somewhere new. It's a little tricky navigating um, the environment right now. but yeah.
1: Right before, yeah. even a little bit before COVID, we were just discussing how we've never been to Jamaica. One of the mm. most... Yeah. Popular wow. rum-producing countries in the Caribbean.
2: We're ashamed to say that. Yeah. Um but and there, we have there's friends reasons
1: at many of the distilleries down there, and we still have not been. Yeah. yeah. So
2: there's six distilleries in Jamaica. So Jamaica is absolutely like next on the list once things are are feasible. Because uh, mm. the tricky thing about visiting Jamaica for rum is the distilleries are not in all all in one place. And Jamaica is a large island, um, and you have to kind of traverse from one side to another to see everything.
0: No big highways.
2: Uh, you no, know, it's mountainous. Yeah, um, like yeah, that, I mean, yeah, we've been on some tricky roads and some tricky <laughs> islands. Matter
1: um, of fact, we, we, we had a Zoom with uh, Zan from, uh, from Worthy Park, and uh, we were talking about it, and we were like, how are the roads there right now, Zan? And he's like, eh, they're all right. Yeah. So I guess it's hit or miss as to whether or not there's, you know, like, uh, you know, whether you're going to get a smooth ride as you're going across <laughs> the island.
2: But yeah, so our next, like the next new place that we go is probably either gonna be Jamaica or Martinique. Mm. Um I'm also sad to say that I've never been really to any of the French islands. We have been to a part of Guadeloupe, uh, which is called Les Saints. It's like a little out island of Guadeloupe, but they don't produce any rum there. Mm. Um but I am a huge agricul agricole fan. Um I love that taste. Um it's odd, like I you would think In my head, I'm like, why do I like this so much? And I can't really explain it, but it's just, it's such a pure spirit. Like if you taste freshly pressed sugarcane juice, and then you taste an agricole rum, there's no question, you know, where that rum came from. Um, When you taste a molasses-based rum, I mean, some of them kind of have a hint of that molasses to them, but it's not like agricole. Agricole is like, wow. And the flavor is just over the top. There's so, so much flavor in agricole. Um... And I just, I think I like a lot of French things. I don't yet speak French. I'm trying to work on that. It's very difficult when you're exposed to, here in Florida, there's a lot of Spanish and I speak a little bit of Spanish. Right. So every time I try to learn French, I like the Spanish kicks it back in. back into Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have so much respect for people that can speak multiple languages because I can barely like hang on to one and then a little bit of a second one. <laughs> Well, there's
0: a Google translator now, right? There is absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I and feel technology like technology is our friend. Yeah. In this
2: <laughs> um, but I've, I've heard um, visiting Martinique and there's a ton of distilleries in Martinique mm-hmm. um, that you can get by without speaking French. You know, certain places you'll have a little trouble, but you can you can do okay.
0: It's lucky, you know. It's it's again, it goes back to what we were talking about. You know, when you travel to other place, you can, you leave the U.S. and you put things into perspective, mm-hmm. right? And that. Yeah, most of the world speaks more than one language where this country, very few, right? Because most people, for the most part, can speak English as well as their native language. I mean, I know there's certain parts in the world and, you know, um, probably don't, but... um,
1: Well, one of the things that just really amazes me is that there are so so many people in the United States that don't even leave leave their hometown, much less their state or country. Yeah, You know, it's... It, it, there's so many people in this country that just haven't taken the opportunity to travel and, and learn about other places. Right.
0: Let alone like go to go to the the country's capital to go to Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it for most kids that do get an opportunity, you know, my kids were safety patrol and got to go to D.C. on their own. Let alone, you know, the parents letting them watch them go off on the Amtrak train and you know mm-hmm. and all that, right? It's like, but he's got to experience that, right? But then it's it's like this is. This is where your country, and again, it's a big country. Yeah. I get that, yeah. right? And that's that's going to be a challenge. You know, somebody's in Montana. You know, well, What do I care if I go there? But but, yeah. but it's that opening yourselves up, right, to understand a bigger, yeah.
1: And it's a, it, the other part that amazes me is there's people that don't even want to. It's not that they yeah. don't have the means; they just have no interest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that's not true. for everybody. Not, not everybody
2: is has that kind of adventurous spirit. Some of us got a little extra of that spirit, <laughs> and it, like defines our life. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, that's kind of what, why one of the reasons we do what we do is we want to show people what's out there, um, right. and 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 how to make it happen, right? I mean, we're not billionaires. Um, you know, we're average people. Yeah we don't have, you know, we're not retired. Um, so we manage to do what we do um, very strategically uh, planning, you know, as far as time off from work and, and funds available to spend, you know, we make the most of that. And we like to kind of show people that it's possible to, yeah. you know, travel like like rock stars <laughs> <laughs> without no, having know. the rock star salary <laughs> to go with it.
0: So it, in, in that travel sense, I mean, that's a good, that's a good point is, um, have you ever thought about, sharing a little bit more about that planning behind the scenes, you know, yeah. and it helped and showing a little bit more to folks saying, Hey, you know, here's how we did this. And, and, you know, you know, here's the budget or, or, and I, I don't know, you know, I mean,
2: yeah, yeah, no, I, I have thought about that. We've, um, we've actually thought about kind of getting into, um, more of a travel planning, like service, like putting mm. trips together, okay. um, specifically, you know, design for what we do with with rum um, we actually we did our first little rum traveler event uh, we took a bus trip to lakeland uh, okay. from orlando to lakeland yep. to visit um to visit lugo hmm. craft to spirits craft spirits there uh, they make patoros and they make a couple other things um and we got a group of uh i think we had 30 of us yeah, roughly
1: yeah uh, i think it was a good crowd yeah yeah we, we really had good. we
2: had a good yeah. group um so so I would say we, but I plan that, <laughs> all of that, <laughs> put all that together. So that was kind of like our first kind of trial run at putting together a trip. Now, when you get into a, a real trip with flights and hotels, it gets much more complex. So I hope one day that we can kind of go that route and, and offer some travel, uh, some pre-arranged travel trips for people. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, um, we've thought about it. I don't like to give away all my secrets because if I did, then everybody would like <laughs> snatch up all my little deals and, and, and take away all of, uh, all of, all of the wonderful opportunities wow. out there. But, um, you know, there's lots of, lots of tips and tricks we've learned over the years and okay. traveling and traveling and bringing back rum. I mean, we get asked right. about that a lot. You know, how do you, how do you bring that back? And
1: yeah, I mean, the most we ever brought back, um, you are going to air this to the TSA or any of <laughs> Of course <laughs> not. I'm sure I'm sure the FBI Anybody is not from listening,
0: Customs you know. Customs on the line. No. Well, Maybe. whatever whatever you choose, choose to to uh, you know, plead the fifth or, you know. <laughs> no. Are you going to say you cannot confirm nor deny you've brought back anything from a country that is not allowed no. to? <laughs> I was-
1: it was more about the amount, the number of bottles we brought back. the yeah, on like quantity is. You know, tax
0: issue. season is coming up, so you know, Uncle I, Sam.
1: I don't know the exact volume because okay. we're varying size bottles, but we brought back, well, I think it was like 32 bottles on one 36, trip. Six, I think. 36. Just two between us. the four bags that we used. So
2: that's, that's a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, typical uh, duty free limit is two, two liters per person. Well, Somebody was asleep
0: free. at the uh, the customs uh, desk. You just, well, you just be
2: honest on your customs yeah, form, yeah, yeah. right? And so, um, you know, if, if you go beyond your duty free limit, uh, there's a there's you have to pay duty, you have to pay yeah. tax on the oh, rum. Yes. It's a very 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 small amount of money. Uh, so yeah. on you know fifty dollar bottle of rum, it might be two dollars or something. It's right. not like it's twenty dollars or something substantial. And I
1: think a lot of times what they're looking for is people who are trying to bring cases in Mm. to sell them in uh, package stores or in bars. Right. So, you know, if you go over a little bit, they're not going to throw the book at you. But But generally... Like, we're always honest
2: on our form. We say (laughs) how much we spent on the rum, how much rum we're bringing back in. Um, But we put a dollar amount on there because that's kind of how the form is set up. So we say rum and a dollar amount. We don't, like, itemize because there's Mm -hmm. not enough lines usually (laughs) on the form for that. They only give you five or six lines. We're usually bringing back all kinds of stuff. Um, especially, I think that trip um, that might have been one of the rum cruises. So we visited mm-hmm. multiple islands. And so okay. we Had so many bottles. Right. Yep. Um, Overbought
1: on the first island.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's the hard thing. You Didn't save space in the luggage. If the you're the going time. to five <laughs> islands on one trip. You go to the first island. You don't know what you're going to find on the others. So you, you're very excited and you buy. We also
0: bought days. a new set of luggage too. <laughs> right. And that happens on trips. <laughs> well, that, that's but, a
2: tricky thing is, fit you know, fitting this into the bags. There's obviously mm-hmm. 50 pounds is the standard weight limit unless you're first limit. class. It's 65 pounds in right. first class. Sometimes we try to work that angle. And most
1: importantly, there's the TSA limit. You can't have more than, is it it's five liters? It's five
2: liters per, per bag. bag. Now, yeah. that one you can't get around. Yeah. Uh, we learned that the hard way coming back from Grenada. We had fit uh, within the weight limit of our bag. So, we had mm-hmm. some smaller suitcases and we put... Uh, Seven 750-milliliter seven bottles, which right. is more than five liters, right? We didn't know about this law. We knew about the two-liter two, two duty-free, but we didn't know there was this other thing. It's the TSA regulation. Um, it's because they don't want that much um, yeah, liquid, liquid mm-hmm. on the plane, right?
1: But they do have the allowance. If it's under a certain alcohol percentage, you can bring more. Mm-hmm. Correct. Just-
2: so this is for, um, for uh, I think it's it's 20-something percent alcohol and above. So like wines would not qualify. Um, some of the cordials and the rum liqueurs, okay. rum liqueurs would not liqueurs. qualify. Yeah. We, we joked We um, one of the bottles we had on that trip was um, Foxy's Firewater Rum, which is from a little island called Jost van Dyke, And it's called Firewater Rum because it's overproof, obviously. But um, it's a little beach bar, right? So when we bought it, they're like, uh, yeah, I guess we have some. Hang on, I got to put a label on there. And they reached and stick the label on the bottle like they didn't have a label on it before. <laughs> So the label actually does not specify proof. It doesn't say what the proof is. So we probably we could have argued that away. one. If it
1: didn't right. say fire water, we might have been able to get away from yeah. that. Yeah, uh, well, nobody We're taking water. fire water on a plane. <laughs> but on that specific trip, I had to leave two bottles of rum behind because oh. of that five liter limit in the bag. So... I, it was like Sophie's Choice. I had to like decide which ones I was not going to be bringing back with me. And,
2: and they had called us, well, they had called him over the intercom in the airport, which we barely heard, because it's an island airport, you know. Yeah. So you can barely hear those announcements anyway. And I was like, I think I heard Horstkamp, which is his last name. It was kind of like that. I'm like, that sounds like Horstkamp. You better go check. And sure enough, it was him. So he went by himself. And you couldn't call me or text me. I, like one little message got through, but it's the islands. Like, yeah, you know, you can't really. Luck. So he had to decide so, on his own which, lo- which baby luckily, to
1: leave behind. Luckily, one of the ones I was buying was one I could find in the US. The other one, we had been to the island several times and I knew we'd probably be back eventually. So mm. I made the best choice I could. And, and then work. we realized that another thing we were bringing back qualified for that lower alcohol. So we could have kept one more bottle. Yeah, had we and known was,
2: that The law, whole face so.
3: palm.
0: So you know having a big party in the concourse there. You know. Oh yes, you know, well uh, we've we've
2: had that Saint Vincent rum. We've had that taken from us, and we you know at the airport there because we didn't know we didn't know it wasn't allowed. You're yeah. so you're not allowed to fly with anything that's above 150 proof. I believe it is. Okay. Um, there's a, there's yeah. a set proof for flammability sense, yeah. Makes, and they don't like that. Um, although I don't think my little bottle of rum is what's going to bring down this jet airplane. It might be the 10,000 pounds of jet fuel. <laughs> it's a little more flammable than my little bottle of rum. But anyway, we didn't, the first time we did it, we kind of didn't know about yeah. that. And uh, they took it at the screening there
1: in Barbados, in Barbados mm. and,
2: um, and we're like, well, at least we know they're having a good time tonight with our rum.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we wonder how many bottles of that 169 proof rum that they party with in Barbados. A lot. I, well, that's just it. How
0: many people are going to be arguing with customs, right? And yeah, and <laughs> if, if things are maybe not in the up and up. So how many countries have you visited?
2: Uh, I don't have my list in front of me. At least 30, I think it is. Okay,
0: wow.
2: Um, so mostly, mostly Caribbean. Mostly Caribbean. Okay. We have been to Fiji. mmm And have we been to any other country? I mean, we've been to Central America a little bit. We went to Belize. Honduras. Honduras. Um, I think all the other countries. We've never been to Europe. Mm -hmm. And Europe's a tricky thing. Um, I mean, maybe one day we'll get there. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: We know there's a couple of rum fests out there we want to... Mm -hmm hopefully eventually go to and now we know they're producing rum in scotland so Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i
2: mean they produce rum. they absolutely age a lot of rum there too so they'll get caribbean rum bring it over and age it in we've got
1: invited to a place to stay in france (laughs) yeah i just
2: met a couple from berlin um they were telling us all about the berlin rum festival which is apparently you know fantastic and i've heard that from other people as well so it's just you put Germany next to Jamaica, in my eyes, is a little tricky, right? <laughs> Not to say anything bad about Germany. I'm sure it's a beautiful country. But for me, it's
1: always it's back gonna to the take white sand and the blue water. Girl.
2: I always will be. You're, you're going to have a hard time getting me somewhere that's less than 80 degrees, <laughs> <laughs> even if they have all the rum in the world,
0: including today. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. right. I think it's probably warmer in Germany right now than it is here. So
0: what's the plans for this year?
2: Uh, so this year, I'll answer that since Joe has no idea. I don't plan okay. anything. Uh, so we right, just...
0: Should, you, should you not? Spoiler alert? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you well, know. I know if, where we're going. If, if he listens to the all details. my... Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> it's funny. Like, I'll, I'll talk to him for like 10 minutes about, a, you know, planning and destination. And I'm like... Were you listening to any of that? Do you even care? Should I just do it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Caribbean.
1: Uh, three weeks. Okay. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. So we just did a week in Kauai. In Hawaii. Uh So in March, we are going to Yos Van in the British Virgin Islands. So that's my favorite place, I think. Uh, it's hard to pick a favorite, but it's hard to say that one's not my favorite because I love it. Um, that's March. Um, in July, we will probably be in New Orleans for Tales of the Cocktail because okay. it looks like that's going to come back this year in person, which... We wouldn't miss for the gross. world. It's
1: such a great time.
2: Um, and then there's so much,
0: uh, like you said, there's so much in New Orleans outside of Bourbon Street, right? No. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
2: We, we often it's, don't even go to Bourbon Street. We might have to cross it to get where we're going, right. but we don't. We do We stop
1: at Lafitte's once in a while. I'll yeah. make an excuse for Lafitte's.
2: Um, and then after that, I haven't locked it in just yet, but I believe in um, October we're going to uh, go back to Yosemite for two more weeks. Okay. So I've got a little. Yeah, you
0: are got, like, got your plan. I idea. won't call it
2: a timeshare, but I, I bought into a really good deal to stay at our little beach bar. Um, I bought a bunch of weeks there, so actually I have purchased twelve weeks. Uh, we we will have used four, um, so I've eight more.
1: I think you actually purchased all their beach chairs, tables, and flags and everything. Well, the great that thing about driving. about
2: the it's a ti- <laughs> it's a little tiny place, right? And so it got completely flattened by Irma. There yeah. was nothing left, and so they've been rebuilding since twenty seventeen. Um, and this uh, package, um, I'm basically giving the money directly to the family. And they use that money to buy beach chairs Man. and picnic tables and signs and Fix plywood. And and, the
1: so map, it, yeah. it's so
2: cool. I mean, I'm so excited I got to do that. That's why I bought so much of it. Um, partly it's a great deal. But also like getting to see your tourist dollars, you literally put, put going into this place
1: because we know where that money we know exactly where what it's being used for right it's because it's the only money they have coming in i mean they have other patrons from the anything, bar but, and stuff, yeah but it's a tiny place <laughs> we so. joke because it was literally the week after I and mean, it wasn't even a week it was like three or four days after we got back from a trip <laughs> she had brand new uh, beach chairs out front yep <laughs> and we're like yep. and she had just bought the, the package for additional weeks there and she's like well, i know where that money is <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: So right now, that's what we have on the table. Um, I would love to get to either Jamaica or Martinique, but with COVID, um, we're just—we did a trip to Barbados, and that was really challenging from the COVID perspective. Um, the British Virgin Islands—we've been to. Um, we went twice last year. We also went to the U.S. Virgin Islands. We actually go through St. Thomas when we go okay. to the to the BVI. Um, but we know what we're dealing with there. We know what their regulations are. We know how to work with it. We know how we're going to be treated when we get there. So going to another country, especially one that we haven't been to, is is iffy right now. And I think we're just holding off on that until maybe one day, hopefully, this COVID thing ends. Yep. Or at least dies down. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I think that's everyone's, everyone's waiting to... Uh, like our past, the past uh, last guest, uh, Anton, you know, he's in Spain and he's part of the family, the, you know, the original Havana Club, and he's like, come to Spain, and again, that, they're, that bottle that they, that they have, that they started back up, it's only, can get in Europe, it's yeah. not here in the U.S. yet, and so, I mean, they're looking, I think, for a partner or, or a company to import, um, he's like, you're welcome here, I go, don't worry, I got my passport, I said, i I'm ready to go, and um, so forth, so, uh, all right, so. You guys ready for your rapid fire here?
1: Uh the hot seat moment! Yes, huh? that's right. It's right. <laughs> you get you're, another you're drink both. of water. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
0: I don't get a chance to do two 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 for ones on on the. Uh. All right, so in this segment here is uh, is what we call for our drummers. We call in four beats or less. But you guys are rummers, so this is in, in four sips or less. Okay. okay. So again, these so, are questions for to come to mind. Don't overthink them, so forth.
1: So, are we both answering? Yes,
0: I'll tell you if any specific questions are for one of you, but just uh, the questions are for for each of you to answer. All
1: right, let's do it.
0: In four sips or less, neat or on ice?
1: Neat. Neat.
0: Okay, there you go. It's almost like like the newlywed game, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well, we answer the same. (laughs) Yes. In four sips or less... So in your favorite cocktail, the Daiquiri,
2: what rum? Mm, depends on the day. It's a, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, it depends on what's, uh, what's at hand. I'm not a white f- rum, though. overproof white rum. Overproof. Okay. Yep.
0: Okay. All right. Okay. I agree. All right. All right. Missy, here's yours. Okay. So as we talked about music and talked about, um, Kenny Chesney, I know you're also a big fan of someone else. I oh, am. Yeah. So, Kenny or Prince?
2: It's got to be Kenny.
0: Ooh, okay.
2: It does. All right. <laughs> Is
0: that
3: that's yeah. yeah. You're that's surprised. Love oh. huh? well, <laughs> it. It's
2: a little broader than music, right?
0: Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. That explain, you know, that if we're sense.
2: going specifically just on music and nothing else and isolating. It would be
0: I like that to a little bit of a conversation there, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe. So I was going to ask you about, you know, a uh, place that you uh, haven't visited yet, but it sounds like we've already kind of talked about some of those things, but I'm going to switch it up a little bit through our conversation this afternoon and ask you this, because I definitely see you guys as this, but Joe... Would you guys go on an amazing race?
1: Absolutely. Okay. So well, there you we go. We, we auditioned. auditioned
2: did you? Amazing race. Oh, a couple years ago. Okay. But it was uh, one of those casting call things mm-hmm. where you went yeah. and uh, you know, yeah. all a bunch of people went at the same time, and we didn't know that we were, they were just going to put us in a room and say go.
1: It was a video audition on spot on site. Okay. Which gave us what was it a minute? Uh, I, it was I like think sixty like, seconds to kind of do our spiel, yeah, ninety
2: seconds something, something like that. And I thought someone would be asking us questions. Yeah. It would be oh, like an interview, oh, okay. and we didn't know yeah. until they sat us down. They just said, "Okay, go."
1: And we're staring at the camera like we're oh, like, "Oh, uh,
2: you have ninety <laughs> seconds. Go. Why should you be on Amazing Race?"
1: So we had a choice of either doing the in person, you know, um, it, uh, you know, like uh, application, or doing a video and sending it in. And we thought. You know we're really good we have good personalities we yeah. make, and we have good conversations with people let's just do the interview one because the video one you sent in they gave you more time i think it was like a minute and a half or two and a half minutes you got like an extra minute okay yeah and we kind of had an idea like if we were doing a video one we could script it we could figure out what we wanted to say but then you're put down for 90 second video interview in a chair and you're like oh Good Lord, what am I supposed to say here? Yeah.
2: So I don't know that we did uh, so great with that. No. And we always said we would do, you know, do the video audition and, and try it again and just never got around to it. And then COVID happened. So I know, I yeah. think they're doing it again, right? Like yeah, they're, they started, started back, it back up. up. We
0: were, we, we've been watching it. Well, they've they've been watching it at home. And it's the episode where it was paused in the middle of COVID. It's oh, interesting because wow. they, they were taping it. And then you see like... Covid, the Covid Mm -hmm. shutdown happened, and then right, and then they sent them home, and yeah, yeah. and then okay, come back if you want to come back, and not everybody decided to come back. We think it was the fall, the fall of last year they started back. Yeah, have you
1: ever watched the Naked and Afraid show? Yes. There was an episode of that. I think the guy was in Oh, wait. South I thought America, you were going to tell me you were on <laughs> that. I
2: was no. like, whoa. No. Oh. I am not doing Naked and Afraid, and it's not the naked. It's the dirty. This is not our, <laughs> our experience. Things. I'm just thinking back
1: on okay. the so. COVID story. But yeah, it, was a, it was a guy, and I think I don't know if he was in uh, Costa Rica. or It was someplace. I think it was forest, Central America. Central America somewhere. And uh, he, his partner had uh, tapped out, he had, like I think, a week to go. Yeah. And they came and got him and said, we got to pull you out. And he's like, what? And he's like, I, I want to finish this. I only have a week left. And they're like, there's a global pandemic. We got to get you home or we might not be able to. And so he got pulled out of the uh, challenge with yeah. a week left. Oh,
0: that's awesome. And he didn't
2: get, you know, that show, you don't get the opportunity to resume yeah, right? like yeah. they the should kinda, at least
0: gave him the money it wasn't his fault i, yeah. win.
2: I, think I don't I think they get any know. money yeah, I think it's for all making
0: about it afraid no they resume. gotta do something
2: they yeah, give him like ten thousand something. Something. dollars i don't think it's like a large amount of money well
0: i, I don't know I, if i if, if what we know now i would almost be like i'm fine on my little isolated island because nobody else is
1: around yeah right? yeah. yeah i bet that
2: guy's like i wish i would have stayed i yeah. wish they would have yeah. let yeah. me yeah. stay yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but uh, we didn't yeah. audition for Naked Re- or Naked and Afraid, but we did, however, audition for House Hunters.
3: Oh,
2: we almost got on House Hunters mm-hmm. when we bought our first home here in Florida, moving from Maryland to Florida. Um, we interviewed with the producers, um, you know, did this whole thing, and it came down to um, our realtor was a female, and they had already had too many female realtors on mm. the show. So they didn't want to use our realtor; they wanted a male realtor. So we tried to, you know, switch it around, and it just it didn't happen. So oh,
3: bummer!
2: That was a bummer. We really wanted to do that; that would have been fun. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we learned some spoilers about House Hunters that kind of ruined the show. For uh, it's
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. once you learn how something's done, all the uh, you know the, the, how the, the sausage making is done, right? Or or how, like, oh, or, or or how, how
0: the rum is made, and you know, right?
1: Yeah. The veil has been pulled. Yes. Back. And,
0: yeah. So, Joe, I thought we were going to say, you know, we, maybe we we need to work on a show an idea called. Rum and Afraid.
1: I like that. There I you like go. It. Yes. Or naked and rum.
2: Oh, well,
0: well sometimes the rum causes the nakedness. Currently. So anyway, alright, <laughs> yes. This is, yes. Sure we should go yes. So we're it. gonna pay we're gonna save we're gonna save this extra <laughs> no, content for like our patron. Bacon
1: bacon. Yeah. <laughs> rum fully exposed. There you go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Love
0: it. So all right <laughs> excellent. So all right, so uh, in closing here, uh, you know, so what what do we what do you want folks to check out um, you know website stuff or any particular charities? I know you talked about a little bit about the islands mm-hmm. or you know here you go. here's the shameless shameless plug <laughs> promotion, right? All
2: right, so I'll roll with that since Joe doesn't um, really handle any of that <laughs> stuff. I do all that work too. He mostly just drinks the rum, I think.
0: Oh he's that's, I, that's per- perfect, man. <laughs>
2: I know, right? I'm I'm the muscle and I
1: drink the rum. There you go. That's That's right. Yeah. I I climb up on the ladder. There There you go. He
2: gets (laughs) the bottles from up top. Um, Mm. Yes. So our uh, website is rumtraveler.com. So without the S. On social media, we're on Facebook as rumtraveler. On Instagram, it's the underscore rum underscore traveler. You just type in rumtraveler, we should come up. Uh, We're on Twitter as well. Um, I use Facebook and Insta more than I use Twitter, but you'll see the same content on Twitter. Uh, we have a YouTube channel as well, also Rum Traveler.
1: Not a lot of content on it, but we're working on it. We're working on it, on it. I we're promise. We there. are
2: not video production specialists. We're um, rum enthusiasts and travelers, so we don't have anybody to help us do the video. We have to do it ourselves, so there's a learning curve. Uh, but we are putting some content out there. There's a couple of uh, cocktail videos we did during the lockdown. Uh, there's also, uh, we're do- we did uh, one video on Epcot, like where to find good rum in Epcot. We have one coming for Animal, Animal Kingdom. Kingdom. And then we're going to start to get into more uh, about our traveling um and, and the places we've gone and the things that we have We should done. have some
1: video from our barbados trip at some point once i get the uh, animal kingdom uh video done we'll start pulling that together and okay. hopefully have something up soon yeah
2: and all then, right, then uh since you mentioned it charity wise uh not rum related at all but become very near and dear to my heart there's an organization in the british virgin islands called paw bvi p a w b-v-i's so they're in animal rescue organization. Um, They spay and neuter uh, dogs and cats on the island. Uh, If you've never been to the Caribbean islands, a little different than here in the States, there's a lot of stray animals, um, a lot of unwanted litters of of animals. So they spay and neuter, but then for the animals that are born on the island, they have a program where um, if you're flying to the USVI or BVI, you can volunteer as a flight escort for dogs and cats, mostly dogs, but they do fly cats sometimes. Uh, because they have puppies and kittens that need homes and they partner with organizations throughout the United States. So even if you're not, you know, in Florida, they partner with other ones as well. Um, but we did this recently in October. Uh, we volunteered to escort two adorable little puppies home um, and we brought them to the Greater Pet, Greater Pet Alliance of Orlando um, up in Sanford, and these two little puppies found a home. They almost had a home here at
1: the Rum Traveler House. They we originally uh, the plan was for somebody to meet us in Miami and uh, bring them to or, uh, one of the organizations there in Miami, but I guess they didn't have fosters or a place to mm-hmm. to take care of them. So we volunteered to drive them to Orlando from Miami, and had they had to overnight here and in Sebastian so
2: and that that was the killer <laughs> two little adorable oh. puppies spending the night in your house and then you have to give them up the next day yeah. I mean I almost didn't let go of the carrier when the get was... a little more
1: attached to them when they're running around your own house oh. yeah so, but it's yeah. such
2: a great experience it doesn't cost you anything they pay for the the ferry fees and the airplane fees to bring the pet along um, it couldn't have been easier. I mean, we didn't have any problems at all. And these puppies traveled for like 12 hours. They were in their oh, little wow. carrier and we didn't have any issues at all. No, mm-hmm. no potty issues, no sicky issues. They did fantastic. Mm-hmm. So if you're ever flying into St. Thomas um, or, <clears throat> you know, into actually into Tortola there, mm-hmm. uh, check out Paw BVI um, and see if you volunteer to escort a couple of cute little puppies or kittens back to the States to find mm-hmm. homes. Very cool. All right.
0: Well, all right. Maybe we'll travel to the BVI. Be a cat. Oh, yeah, try. Yeah, everyone's it's three against one to get a cat in our house, and I'm the hold the lone holdout. So uh, we won't talk about that. That'll get me in trouble. So, <laughs> all right, excellent. So I'd like to thank Joe and Missy for coming on the podcast and talk about rums and traveling and and uh, so check out our podcast. Like I said, it will be available on February eighth, so just before Valentine's Day. So the perfect, you know our couples podcast here and also check out other great episodes out there. So follow us on Facebook, Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel, like subscribe to the Facebook, rate us all those things that you're supposed to do. So I can quit my day job and the website drumsandrums.com. and thank you all. Have a great day. This is Paul. We're back. Beats me spirits. Thank you guys. Thank you yes. Up. Yes. Thank you okay. for inviting Cheers. us. There you go. All right. All right. Great day, y'all. If you like what we're doing here at Drums and Rums, we have a Patreon link to help with setting up interviews and creating content that you find entertaining and interesting. Also, if you'd like to sponsor, advertise on the podcast, or if you want to come on as a guest to promote something related to the show, email me at info at drumsandrums.com. Lastly, I want to thank Brad tune titled Once Upon a Bottle of Rum. And check out his podcast jams and cocktails thanks again for listening where the backbeats meet the spirits